And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Sorry for the uh, crude opening there of the alarm bell. Hope that woke you up a little bit. But uh, we have some breaking news that we he have to put right at the top of our episode here today. I am your co-host, Mike. One co-host also, Mike, in a moment. <laughs> this entire episode is about more fallout having to do with the Academy Awards and the I was going to say a large part, but let's be honest, basically the entire thing, almost all of it, is about having to do with the fallout with Will Smith and the Academy and all that. And we go through an hours and 10 minutes so worth of uh, what may be to come, what did happen, what may be to come as a result of what happened on Sunday night on the Oscar stage. Literally, (laughs) 90 seconds after I had spent four hours editing that episode and just hit export on it and got ready to put it up. God bless uh, you. Yeah, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith <laughs> decided to resign from the Academy. So uh, this is breaking news in the truest sense. The article, I believe, was posted at about 7.02 p.m. It's 7.20 p.m. now on April 1st. I don't think this is an April Fool's joke on his part. If it is, I will actually gain respect for him. But uh, yeah, Mike, Will Smith, no longer a member of the Academy as of this point right now because of his own volition. Yeah, some fellow named Scott Feinberg. (laughs) I've heard of him. Posted this in The Hollywood Reporter, and it includes a statement from Will Smith. Quote, I have directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary hearing notice and I will fully accept any and all consequences for my conduct. My actions at the 94th Academy Awards presentation were shocking, painful, and inexcusable. The list of those I have hurt is long and includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends and loved ones, all of those in attendance and global audiences at home, Smith said. The statement continues, I betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived of other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. I want to put the focus back on those who deserve attention for their achievements and allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work it does to support creativity and artistry and film. So I am resigning from membership in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Change takes time, and I am committed to doing the work to ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. Mm. It's a well-crafted statement. It's as well-crafted as anything we've read thus far. We've criticized a lot of it. We will continue to criticize stuff later in this episode, Mike. But we were talking about this, and we're trying to look at the penalties, and we really didn't get into it later in the show, so we might as well now. Like, he is facing suspension, expulsion. 15 days from now, he can appeal. He can appeal in writing. I guess this is part of that. I don't know if this is all of that. But, well, he's not going to appeal. I mean, that's uh, it would seem to be he's ready to take whatever punishment comes the, the Academy deems necessary. I guess as, appeal as to their sense of, you know, yeah. mercy or whatever. I don't know. I just think I think this is uh, a wise PR move. It seems genuine. Maybe he he's come back to Earth. Maybe he's gone through a, a hell of a year. And, and maybe we can all start to forgive, especially if Chris Rock has forgiven like uh, MRF. Uh, Minorities Report film podcast we're talking about. I mean, we we really, we really do as a society need to get towards that again, please God, and, and more of a, a you know less of a cancel culture and more of a forgiving culture at some point, and you know, amen to that. But this is this is preempting. We've seen this before, so from a cynical sense, Mike, we can this can also be like a self-sanction, where you know colleges who commit wrongdoing in terms of recruiting 
classes, investigation, and self-imposed bans and punishments. The NCAA, can get to them, yeah. The NCAA has, you know, hasn't had to come down as hard on them if they self-sanction and self-penalize. UConn, yeah. Um, (laughs) Is that this? This is a great PR move. (laughs) You're right when you say that, and everything that entails. This is a wonderful PR move, and that is cynical, but I do also believe it. Look, I do think Will Smith is regretful. How can you not be after you have time to stew on this, especially after everyone's saying you were the one in the wrong, right? I mean, at least the majority of people who have had takes on this, and Lord knows everyone has had a take on this. But I I do genuinely believe there is um, some remorse from Will Smith in this statement. But I also do think it is a savvy PR move. I mean, we were talking, what does this actually mean? And the truth of the matter of what resignation from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Art and Sciences means to a guy the stature of Will Smith, essentially, in reality, is not much. I mean, it means he can't vote. Mm-hmm. It means he's, he's separating himself from the Academy. He wants to be excluded from recognition But, I mean, the reality is if you resign from the Academy, we think that if you put forth a piece of art that is so unbelievably moving that people are compelled to vote for you, if you're just resigned from the Academy, you can probably find yourself nominated. Whereas if you are expelled from the Academy, which is likely what will happen for some length of time come the 18th when the Academy is finally able to speak on this, then you would not be able to be uh, gain recognition, at least in the uh, Academy Awards sense, for your piece of art there. So... Again, regardless of whether he's expelled, resigned, ultimately, this isn't going to affect Will Smith, the man, nor his family in a lot of ways. Like, yes, it hurts his pride and ego, and yes, it hurts his recognition, but he's not giving back his Oscar. We talk later in this episode, he's probably not going to be asked to give back his Oscar, so he'll forever be an Oscar winner. He's not leaving SAG after us, so it's not like he has to worry about health insurance or anything of the like like that. He's still going to be covered. I, I think this. I don't think leaving the Academy means you leave SAG or has any effect on your SAG standing and he's still gonna be able to work and make movies right all that's correct i think the the only thing i'd want to clarify is i think if he's so let me just say this if he's suspended i'm not sure if that means he's unnominatable uh obviously i I would imagine i I think i think the only difference would be is that suspension comes with a finite term and expulsion is probably indefinite let me me just read something from forbes and this is via variety so forgive me i don't remember which variety article this came in it could be written by any one of our uh friends over there but basically he could have temporary or permanent loss to the uh, of the ability to attend events or receive awards or other sanctions that the academy and its sole discretion may deem appropriate is that suspension or expulsion is that both for a finite period of time i don't know and how many of those sanctions can come his way like i don't think there's they're gonna make him unnominatable but we both know tie-breaking... to make him unnominatable. They have to, Mike. I what are you don't t- think they're gonna, they You're suspended will. from the Academy, but, you can't, but we're still going to let you... The Academy is a voting body. The Academy is a voting body. It has noth- it's not SAG-AFTRA. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're nominatable as, a, as, as, a, as an actor. Like, there's so many nominees every year that are not part of the Academy. 
It's it's very different for SAG. You only nominate people who are members of SAG. But there's t- the ten thousand. I mean, we we see it every year. Wait, wait, wait. If if enough people, if Will Smith is in a movie next year, and enough people write his, I mean, this is all hypothetical, and enough people write his name in to make the nominee uh, to be a nominee for the best actor list, and he's one of the top five vote getters to make the final list of five for nominees. You think the Academy's going to let him be on the ballot? Unless there's a sanction prohibiting him to be on the ballot, he will oh, be on man. the ballot. I, I disagree with that. I, I mean, I don't. Th- I can't see that. That that. Then what the hell? Are you what does suspension mean at all? It means he's not a voting member of the academy. It means he's not going to. Like you said, it's, then it has even less teeth than I it's thought. It's less it teeth. It's not. It's not many teeth. The problem is, fifteen days from now, these other sanctions could come down. Now, I I don't know what those sanctions are. I don't think. I don't think the Academy is going to nominate this guy no matter what, Mike. Like, I don't either. Could, I, could, I agree with you. He could come out in a great movie and be awesome in it, and they're probably not nominating him next year no matter yeah. what. Will they nominate him if he gets suspended for five years? Or it doesn't matter. They can't even suspend or expel him now because he's out. He resigned. So no, you still, I mean, you still could. I, I, I disagree with that as well. I mean, just because. Well, he's no, the, the membership is what's being expelled or suspended. Yeah, so, so I'm sure there's got to be some sort of we uh, are so confused for him to go to get back in, right? But he, you know, it, so he's not going to be eligible to have that for however long they deem necessary. I mean, there's this is a two pronged thing in my mind, and the way I'm thinking about this with any membership uh, situation is that like you could resign all you want, but we still, if we're the board, we dictate who can and can't be part of this group. Like it's nice that you don't want to be part of this group anymore, and you're doing this self imposed ban, but. If if we say you can't join for another five years, you can't just say next year. Oh, I'm on on I'm unresigned. It's a year not like later you can apply part of and join. You have to be like put forward. Like the academy selects right exactly people. So, so they're gonna. I yeah, don't know so what the so it's kind of a ban on the academy. For no, we have to do that. Our vocabulary, our terminology here is kind of off. Like when I say they're gonna throw down some sanctions potentially on April eighteenth. Now this takes a, like his resignation from the academy takes most of what they were probably going to do away. Like they're probably the going to suspend. In the court of public opinion, it. yeah, in the court of public opinion, whatever the academy comes up with on the 18th isn't going to matter to a lot of people for that reason because they're going to think, well, what does it matter that he's being suspended? He's already resigned. They not they can't suspend him if you already resigned. So it's a moot point. I dis- I disagree with that. Well, they could prohibit him from what they they could prohibit him from going to any events i i don't know from gaining academy membership within a p- finite period of time for however long they see fit they just don't have to say anything about that they just don't have to select him for as a member as a new member like what 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 are you suspending him if he's already gone you can't expel a guy who's already gone you can't because if you don't if, like, if you don't say he's suspended for five <laughs> years he can come back next year if he's oh, i'm unresigned now you know, like he he's can, gone. He can he's it, done. He's out. But he can make but it an issue. He for can't you. If you rejoin himself. That, it, but if you, if you don't say he can't, he can make it an issue for you where it otherwise doesn't have to be. Now, if your argument is the academy leadership needs a little foresight here and being able to say that, and they we question whether or not that's a strength of theirs, which you'll hear in the next seventy minutes of this episode. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I, uh, I think there's questions to be had there. But they have to come out and say he's suspended nonetheless, notwithstanding his resignation. Uh, I don't know how you suspend if he's already resigned. I like, are you going to fire somebody who's already resigned on, in the office? Yes. If, if they already resigned, <laughs> yes. 
No, you yes, don't. Yes, you have to. You have to. Then what the hell is the Academy doing? What are they doing? They're just going to come out on the 18th and be like, ah, they, he beat us to it. They're a bunch of foo-foo people. <laughs> they can't do anything. They're fee-fee-foo-foo people. They don't and know what they to do. do. They have and no. If they do nothing, they're worse. They're going to, like I say, they're, the, they're going to take him and they're going to put him on TV and literally someone's going to be there and slap him on the wrist. <laughs> That's what they should do. That's all they could do. That they can't do anything else. You're gonna suspend a resigned academy member? What does that even mean? I don't even know. What are we arguing about? Let's have a good episode <laughs> together, which we do. But what the hell is is happening? Resigned? He resigned 14 days before his. Uh, I'm sorry, 17 days before his yeah. his uh, what, what comes down. 14 days before he's uh, able to, uh, you know, before the review process, obviously. Yeah. What the uh, hell are they going to do to him now? They can't do anything. I well, I guess we agree to disagree about that part and we're going to have to see on the 18th. The I, like if the academy just lets him resign and they're like, "Well, Will Smith beat us to the punch, so uh here's a press release saying nothing." Then they're just they're completely a toothless organization. I'm not saying that's not within the realm of possibility for with regarding what we've seen from them. And we comment more about that in this in this episode. If, completely. if you wanted to resign from Mike, Mike, and Oscar, I can't stop you. You're just out. It's just Mike and Oscar. It's, but I you don't... can ban me from ever rejoining. <laughs> you can't rejoin if you're you're out. But what happens when I say I'm not out anymore? <laughs> then you you're somewhere else. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm back <laughs> in the academy." I proclaim myself as you part of the academy say, again. But you you <laughs> I'm, you're out. It's a membership. I understand your point. I really do. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm communicating well. <laughs> I completely understand what you're saying, but the, you have to come out and say something. They're gonna say that if, <laughs> if he was he had not resigned, he would be suspended. No, Grr. no effing way can they say that? No way. If he no had way. not resigned, because then he's then the question will be, well, what the fuck does that mean? What happens when he unresigns? You have to be. You have you to. You can't unresign. Person. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. I'm so confused about what you mean by you can't unresign. You can't unresign all the time. People unresign all the time. Where? In business. Where? You can name a business. I can show you a guy who who decided to not unresign. He could come back and then the, he could be rehired. But I, look, I mean, maybe he can unresign in 15 days. I don't know. I don't see it. Like once you're out, you're out. You got to be renominated probably. Especially you need this to watch is, more pro wrestling, man. Vince Russo resigned and unresigned numerous times with numerous companies. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not familiar. I'm, I'm working with <laughs> high school kids every day. Maybe I'm so I- angry. It's almost eight o'clock on Friday of WrestleMania weekend, and I was finally done with this episode and ready to just watch SmackDown and dive into nothing but wrestling for 48 hours. This is a real slap. No, I can't. Never mind. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. We don't lose it like this. Until the very end of this forthcoming episode. At the very end of it, <laughs> we fall to pieces. And it's mostly me. So, like, here you're falling to pieces and I'm falling to pieces at the end of this episode. Otherwise, we keep our, our stuff together for most of it. So, I guess you guys can enjoy that. We hope. Uh, yeah, we're going to go right headlong now into the uh, the episode that we had recorded and edited prior to this. Will Smith has resigned from the Academy. And all that that entails, I guess, as of now, 7.34 p.m. this April 1st, 
Hope it's not an April Fool's joke. Uh, here is the, <laughs> yeah, <it> could be. <laughs> here is the rest of the uh, the episode we had recorded for you, speculating on what is to come, both in the Academy sense and in Oscars telecast sense, and what went down behind the scenes on the night of timeline wise with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Mike, Mike, and the And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One, co-host also, Mike. In a moment, I am eternally angry at Will Smith for prolonging this Oscars year. (laughs) (laughs) I've had about two days to catch up on sleep, which I did not catch up on, and I need about three more weeks of. But we're still here talking about the 2022 Oscars because, you know, these are the things that happen when one... A-list superstar, super-duper celebrity billionaire assaults an A-list superstar, super-duper celebrity billionaire, Mike. Yeah, we had to do a Fallout show. We knew it (laughs) the second we hit record on the last episode. And this was not going to be the case this year. We were going to like pivot immediately, Mm -hmm. despite Joey's uh, pleadings against (laughs) us from Academy Queens there. Don't pivot. You don't have to do next year yet. (laughs) But thank you to Eric Weber and Clayton Davis and everybody doing their next year's. uh, Daniel Howitt, by the way, Mm -hmm. all all former guests on the show, uh, for for doing that next year stuff. We will get into our year-end preview series that you know you love. We'll get into that next week. But yeah, Sometime in mid-June. We got to keep... Keep talking about this. There's so much more has happened. This is insane. This like this has not died down at all. It's been one of the lead stories on the world news tonight for the last three days in a row as well since it happened. It's been everywhere. Everyone's had a take on it. I guess again, like this is what can you possibly expect? But yeah, we have fallout. We have we gotta address the slap. We gotta address the stories surrounding the slap. We gotta address hopefully some fallout with the Oscar show itself. Uh, we're gonna see how we do with timing on this episode, but. All right, let's uh, let's get into it, Mike. What's been going on? Yeah, as we hoped, there would be excellent reporting by our journalist friends at Variety, THR, USA Today, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, everywhere uh, that you know we've had on the show that we've not had on the show, IndieWire, etc., to go behind the scenes on this thing. And you did a nice job, kind of deciphering a timeline of events that we're going to go through step by step today. I think that's helpful to the audience. I hope. Because everything's coming from everywhere. And I know everybody does an epilogue in each one of these pieces mm-hmm. that they write. That, you know, and they, they tried it. But I get confused every time I read one of those. So Same. I think the fact that we're surveying everything and we're reading 100 different articles, we can actually come into some kind of a cohesive timeline that will build up and then completely smash into obliter- and obliterate after Will Packer's Good Morning America episode. <laughs> interview episode this morning and we'll recontextualize everything at the end so there's there's quite a third act to this uh segment by the way yeah and uh my thesis statement for this entire timeline we're about to do is that don hudson and dave rubin are as useless as utters on a bowl basically uh, like they are they need to resign and i understand both are about to leave anyway and about is in quotes there because they have years left at least don hudson certainly does but i think they should both leave immediately as a result of their handling of this situation i'm just tired of people in leadership positions exhibiting zero leadership in times of crisis it's easy to be the leader of something when nothing's going wrong (laughs) right 
and Ruben's eligibility as president expires after this year. We've been mostly complimentary of him for a while, sure. even though I, I think I think he's kind of stepped in it at times. He's tried to m- make some moves that didn't work out. But all right, Dawn Hudson got the museum built. That's that's a big piece of her legacy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of considered both of them outgoing. And then you, you corrected me in the research. They're not both outgoing. Hudson is here until May of 2023, but I considered her outgoing because there were all there was all kinds of coverage to the fact that she would not renew her contract. Yeah, she said public. last year she's this is her last term, which is fine, except that term's like a, a presidential term. Like she's right. out, she's got a, a whole other Oscars to run. <laughs> Why are we letting this person run another Oscars? It's not a great look right now, and Packer has had some clift, uh, conflicting reports heading into today's interview based on, you know, he said, they said kind of thing regarding Will Smith. That'll come to a boil. And like we said, it'll recontextualize by the end. But yeah, the timeline of, of events here, Michael, uh, you'll start with Sunday night. Yeah, all right. So here's what happens. Oscars night, March 27th. The slap obviously happens. The verbal altercation afterwards happens. People in the green room are reportedly just as bewildered as the rest of us are. This is a conglomeration of reports from the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, USA Today. Mike gave the compliments. These guys guys and girls have been on top of their games and covering all this, and we thank everyone. So we have uh, Don Hudson and David Rubin. They hustle backstage. They go immediately into a closed-door meeting with Will Smith's publicist, Meredith O'Sullivan-Wasson, who's a big-wig publicist out there in La La Land. Hudson and Rubin later insist via an Academy press release Tuesday that they had asked Smith to leave a report which was at first completely debunked on Thursday by Variety and then The Hollywood Reporter. And then there was some back and forth about it. But that report did claim that not only was Smith never officially asked to leave, but that show producer Will Packer and Smith insisted Smith stay uh post show on sunday hudson and rubin released the hilariously hypocritical we don't condone violence tweet after the show went off the air and then later that night of course will smith was seen dancing and celebrating at the gold party with his oscar in hand so re-watching a lot of this that speech was so confusing and i think he confused the room as well so re-watching will smith's speech is just bizarre it lasted nearly five and a half minutes and although Technically, 45 seconds is allotted for actor and actress speeches at the end of the night. We all know that those speeches go a little longer every year, so maybe it's two or three minutes. So, But still, it's double the, the customary length of uh, an acceptance speech, especially when the show is running over. Will Smith brings a lot of spiritual language into the speech, Mike, and mm-hmm. talks about how he's... And he does contextualize it in the sense that he's falling short of God's calling for him yep. to love and protect the people in his life. So it is contrite to a degree, but he, instead of apologizing to Chris Rock, he apologizes to the Academy. Instead of, you know, showing contrition to the to the audience at home necessarily, he quotes the book of Eli, chapter 3, verse 2. <laughs> The wise Denzel Washington quote right. there, that, you know, the devil comes for you at your highest moment, which again, it's just like, it's this, this high, you know, in the cloud celebrity thing that none of us can relate to necessarily like our highest moment. We're going to slap somebody at the Oscars. We, we can't relate to that. So after all that, he's crying on stage and it's, and it's a mixed signal. They give him the standing O, which we'll talk about a couple more times tonight. Mm-hmm. He's recorded at these after parties, yep. dancing the night away to yep. his own songs, getting jiggy with it. Singing, he's getting jiggy with it, baby. Yeah. He's got like these family portraits that are released on social media where it, he hilariously looks 
like Eugene and Dan Levy. The, the, the Smith family looks like the Rose family from Schitt's Creek, which is like the infamous Will Ferrell old school portrait at his wedding. Remember mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's face That's that we laughed at forever. Look, I was empathizing with him, Will Smith, a great deal before I saw all that. And, and we're going to talk about our feelings about Will Smith. We're, we're fans. We're huge fans. We're lifelong fans in this regard. I was talking about how I really wanted to see him get up there, and I was worried about the gaffes at the Critics' Choice, but still, I was really excited to see him win this Oscar, and yet coming out of this, I'm turning on him a little bit. <laughs> A lot of it. A little bit, yeah. A lot of it. Because the standing ovation. Yeah, that Charles Manson guy may not be all he's cracked up what to be, the I tell hell's you. What's going on? The dancing, the smug portraits. What a complete and utter PR disaster. And look, I'm not saying he's got to go home and cry and stand in the corner and that he can't celebrate with his family. It's a bad look. It's an but awful it is. look. The yeah. worst. But, okay, so I'm, I'm torn as to, like, yes, obviously, objectively, it's a, it's a terrible optic. It is still probably the biggest night of his career. Bill Simmons made this point, too. Like, his emotions were on high and probably all over the place to begin with, and that's how he gets to that point. This is not me defending Will Smith by any means, and I'm just trying to wrap my head around what he could possibly be thinking at that moment. And it's He's like, probably got obligations, too, to go to certain parties. Sure, people there's that, that he, aspect yeah. to it, and, you know, he's... He, I finally made it. I've, I've legitimized. I'm part of one of the greatest actors of all time now. I'm in this upper echelon of the field of my peers and blah, blah, blah. Like... I don't know. Like, you can... I I get how you can feel both ways. I guess the gravity of the situation may have escaped him that night. Maybe that's an out-of-touch celebrity thing. Like, he thought he was just handling his business, and he doesn't understand exactly what he just did. I find that hard to believe, but... I, maybe that's what he he wasn't thinking. He couldn't have been thinking, period. He just couldn't. Like, he he must have been. It, 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 his mind had to be in overdrive. And we saw that, unless he is truly the greatest actor of all time, right. who's deceiving all of us, giving the speech. But we saw him, like, processing what he had just done. And he was clearly a man that was spiraling. Emotionally. Spiraling, conflicted. Yeah. I think the audience was confused. I was confused upon first watch. And I think I'm less confused now. He seemed very angry with Chris Rock throughout the night. He seemed to justify himself to a degree throughout the night by his actions. And I think the Academy has the same kind of disconnect, right? uh, That night, right? Oscars night with that tweet that you mentioned that we mentioned on the last leadership. I mean, violence is bad, but people got trophies. So we at the Academy shall be getting jiggy with it until further notice. (laughs) That's the tweet. The Academy does Stupid. not condone violence of any form. Tonight we are delighted Tonight to celebrate we are our delighted. 94th yeah, Academy what are Award winners. Idiots. Like, you, you handed a trophy to... You not only gay awarded violence, <laughs> you insisted violence stay in, the, in its seat, and then you kept panning over to violence for reaction shots throughout the night, at least twice that I can think of All off right. the top well, of my head. Uh, He's not Batman who is vengeance. I mean, the, the, he he slapped somebody. All right, I I, mean, I don't want to characterize Wilson. It's assault, way, but it, I, it's at, it's it's it's, it's probably battery. But yeah, I made right. the case on Twitter too. I I mean, this is my lawyer brain. What I was thinking when I settled on assault. I, any any lawyer can. I can get you out of battery, Will Smith. It, it, it's a definitely assault, though. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into the to the specifics on how that night transpired based on the fallout of these next 
uh, this next these next five days, really, Mike. So let's get All into right, so Monday. So Monday, the emergency phone call is held. Scott Feinberg had the exclusive. Uh, the call is headed by Hudson and Rubin with officers of the Academy's Board of Governors, and then they release this statement. Quote, the Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. Hey, there's a noble idea. We have officially... Yeah, we have, literally, we have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conducts, and California law. It came out on GMA today that they expect those banishments, proceedings, consequences, whatever, to be handed down on April 18th, I think was the date. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So what we're talking about here on Monday thus far, there was no official condemnation or words of gravity of any kind against Smith specifically from the Academy, Reuben and Hudson, after the incident, after the shouting match, <laughs> after the commercial break, in the half hour prior yeah. to Smith winning the Oscar, in the time after Smith was given the longest period of time to speak on the night of any other honoree, after the show went off the air, after the assailant was seen dancing at an Academy-sanctioned after party, nothing of the sort calling out Smith or saying, hey, maybe don't beat people at the Oscars for nearly 24 hours later, also on Monday... Will Smith posted an apology on his Instagram for the first time, uh, signaling out and apologizing specifically to Chris Rock for the first time since the incident happened. And look, as written apologies go, I mean, it's it's pretty it's a it's pretty thorough. He talks about con condemning violence in all of its forms as poisonous and destructive. Uh, he he tries to explain himself in a in a in a. In a second there where he's like jokes at my expense are part of the job but a joke about jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and i reacted emotionally uh, i would like to publicly apologize to you chris is what will smith said uh in black and white there uh, i was out of line and i was wrong i am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man i want to be there's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness he goes on to re-apologizing to the academy to the williams family to the king richard family and he regrets uh, his actions. He says he's a work in progress. And that's our Monday. We also Mike. learned that on Monday, at least today, we learned that Monday, Will Smith reached out personally to Will Packer as well, telling him this was right. supposed to be your moment. And he apologized to Will Packer specifically uh, and personally. So Good. Tuesday, March 29th comes around. This is the Academy's aforementioned press release and letter to the Academy apologizing to Chris Rock and inserting at the end that, quote, while we would like to clarify that Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused, we also recognize we could have handled the situation differently. I don't think Custard needed as many Indians <laughs> in that yeah <laughs> yeah i have to rant about something here because I handled the situation differently look it i know more infos come to light but when i initially heard this i think it still applies what i'm gonna say because did they go down to him what did that rep go down to will smith number one it was who a was it? you know it was an intern you know it was, some it was poor a, fucking, somebody's assistant yeah, somebody with exactly. a headset right it wasn't a grand poobah head honcho probably wasn't secure. I don't know. And that's we don't my know problem. Exactly, that's the problem with this whole thing. But go on. Were they like Mr. Smith, you have to leave or else? And he belligerently refused. I don't know. Or were they like every freaking person in Hollywood ever? Excuse me, sir. Would you like some ice for your hand? You, you don't want to leave the ceremony, do you? Oh, thank God. Please tell me you'll milk your accepted speech. Uh, we, we wouldn't dream of playing right. you off. I'll let you go double the time. Could you maybe cry like you did in the movie? Oh, you can? You can do it on command? Oh, thank you, sir. Would you sign my cheek? I think it's more towards one side of the spectrum yeah. than the other. And here's my problem with Hudson and Ruben overall. They're 
uh, modus operandi in this moment of crisis is to lock themselves in a room with Will Smith's publicist. They, they never get in a room. We learned all this today from the Good Morning America exclusive with uh, Will Packer, but it sounds like there was a huge disconnect between what the leadership of the Academy was, ch- was choosing to do and what Will Packer, the producer of, and I guess director of the show, was, was doing at the time. Because Will Packer went in a room with the cops and Chris Rock immediately after. Immediately. Hudson and Rubin are in a room with Will Smith's publicist? who's running back and forth, and it, it doesn't say, and maybe Will Packer never suggested this, but Will Packer sounded like he had to run to Academy leadership representative from that meeting. It doesn't sound like there was leadership representative in that room, and I'm assuming leadership representative would be Hudson and Rubin. This is my problem. You can't have these two heads of this program that you're running not in communication with one another. Right. There's got to be some kind of chain chain of command that we're missing here. I don't know if they're purposely being vague about it because maybe they were debating about it. Maybe they're protecting one another in that regard. I mean, look, I think I think Will Packer has clarified some things. He's also kind of confirmed both sides of it, and we'll get there. But, like, again, would you be shocked if Will Smith was getting this light touch there uh, no, of course. on the Oscars but floor? Don Hudson needs to go up to Will Smith in that moment and say, you need to come with me. Right. You need to talk to the to the leadership. Yeah, that's it. That's that it. Like you, you have to come. This is my show. This is our show. You need to come with me, and then explain later when he's off stage what's going on. And you had literally a half hour at least in which you could have done that. And I think Will Packer, as he's going to state later, if he had known Will Smith was going to give the speech he was going to give, he would have. Yeah, I, I ousted. Okay, him. I, I agree like, Will, completely with that sentiment, and I don't blame Will Packer for any of this. It's not the director right. of the show's job to play. I mean, I don't know, therapist, right. like be the middleman no, yeah, of all he, this. It's ridiculous. So, like again, I'm a bit cynical towards the Academy here, or certainly critical of them, because the only other person they allowed to speak longer on the night was Kevin Costner and his Ode to Adult <laughs> Films, Michael. Like, Will Smith was given five and a half minutes to not apologize and to make us all feel worse. And then like, they didn't condemn it. Like, they never they never said anything about Smith until a full day, until Smith was out of the line of sight of everyone. That's when they say, oh, that guy was wrong, you know. We condemn, give me a, give me a break. And it gets worse, because, like, at this time of the week, again, what are we on, Tuesday or we're on Wednesday? You're about to get on Wednesday, yeah. All right, so we're late Tuesday. BAFTA comes out, and BAFTA, of all people, are very quick to grandstand uh, as one of these hashtag so white groups. <laughs> they have the audacity to very quickly grandstand and say they would have removed Will Smith from the ceremony, that it's a hard line, that who would not have been yeah, allowed to speak. Yeah. Look, BAFTA, we yeah, know. We believe we you. Believe yeah. you. Yeah, we, we believe you. We believe you. you. What, you know let's, what? Let's, right. let's Let's... <laughs> Let's hear from the HFPA on this yeah. too. You guys want to pile on? How many, how many landline phone calls and angry written telegrams well, are those HFPA li- new leaders receiving right now? Literally, because it's three and a half or to five business days. Put, yeah, let's put a less subtle point on this. If Chris, if Chris Rock was a white guy, this is handled very, very differently. 
and and it, much more horrifically because you know America. No, white people would have yeah, made this so exactly, much worse. So. White people would have effed this up so right. much worse, and we've seen them, and they they are effing right. it up. The two people you have the biggest problem with are two white academy leaders, mm-hmm. and I don't blame so, you. and I think they effed it up and worse I mean, than anybody. I don't understand. Again, it's easy to be a leader in when things are going well, and all credit to Don Hudson and Dave Rubin for what they've been able to accomplish. But overall, looking at their resume, their leadership is going to be marred by uh, declining ratings, the two lowest Oscar shows ratings-wise in history. Yeah, they got the museum done, but it took years and went way over budget, apparently. And now this. It's a disaster. And they weren't even, they weren't in contact with the freaking guy. You have a member of your group assault a member of your group and you go into a closed-door meeting with that guy's publicist? And you apparently, I don't know that they spoke to the cops. I mean, I'd like to hear if they did. I'm not going to ask comment on whether or not they did. But it seems like the first person to speak to the cops was Chris Rock and Will Packer. There are intermediaries intermediaries everywhere. So I get there's probably a chain of command here. Yeah, of course. And it's a hectic night and you got to be everywhere at once. And it's probably, it's it's a weird situation for the Academy president to walk up to the best actor front runner after he commits assault on stage. Yeah, well, I'd say it's a once-in-a-lifetime situation, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's, that's I think, uh, as far as unspoken rules of leadership go, like, one should be, if one of your employees or members assaults another, you probably need to have your face be seen. I Again, we don't know to what extent things happened, but the, the fact that you have everybody backpedaling and confused is a bad sign. And that's every there's there's no clear leadership in this situation uh, that we're going to go over. But Will Packer seemed to. I mean, and now again, again, to to give the any benefit of the doubt, Will Packer has had a national stage with which he was able to tell his side of the story. And we haven't had that from Ruben or Hudson. But it seems right now, as we record this on Friday, the first Will Packer has exhibited more leadership than Hudson or Ruben have in this situation. And his leadership. I mean, he got his way that night now. Is that good or bad? I mean, I right. think he's mixed on it. But like you said, Tuesday night, we're, we're about to transition into Wednesday. Tuesday night, you said that we learned that there's going to be an emergency board, board of governors meeting on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, Chris Rocker will also speak, speak out, and, and we'll hear from him for the first time, but we're getting there. So Wednesday, the Academy has their board meeting, and they initiate dis- disciplinary procedures. Like you said, there's a 15-day review process, so on April 18th, uh, be ready for an Oscar race checkpoint recording from us because we'll be discussing this, I'm sure. Uh, suspension, expulsion, everything that the Academy bylaws uh, allow is on the table, apparently. As for stripping Will Smith of his Oscar, guys, this is probably not going to happen. It's only happened once before, and it was an eligibility issue with a 1968 documentary that was apparently released a year early. So You want to talk I mean, about white versus black issues could you fucking imagine if they strip will smith and let roman polanski and harvey weinstein keep their oscars yeah no they're they're not gonna do it uh i think uh the lucas brothers had a funny tweet uh the slap was tasted tasteless but will should not lose his oscar and apology and the destruction of all copies of wild wild west (laughs) are sufficient so like yeah these guys are 22 jump street they're funny comedians look at i think uh i think we, we mentioned it last episode it would be the height of hypocrisy, oh my God. as you said, to let all these aforementioned criminals and not that and those are just 
convicted criminals right, or admitted right, right. criminals. Actual, we can legally call them that. We right, can legally exactly. call them criminals. Uh, the, the, the number of people that have been com- accused and alleged mm-hmm. abusers after the Me Too movement in particular that have Oscars jesus this guy for, slapped uh, another man wrong it, but exactly it, and that's close. i mean and let's it, it is you know on the grand scheme of things yes it was incredibly wrong and yes i do think a suspension is is warranted but like on the grand scheme of things it was a slap right you know like let's not he didn't like he didn't more, murder a guy on national tv jesus, now, he, he, more than happen, a suspension but. more than a can we can we be honest right well, now? does it more matter than, like this is what i was thinking too does it even do you care if you're will smith and you get suspended from the academy for, for what a year two years when i don't have a movie coming out anyway and i just got my oscar does that right. matter does that impact my life whatsoever right it's i mean they should literally bring him on tv and somebody should slap him on the wrist and we'd all watch it, 16 million of us, right? It's just uh, that you're, you're right. I mean, they'll probably suspend them. If they suspend them for like 10 years or something, maybe that's getting more harsh. I don't know. We've, we've that would be more reasonable. Had... Like, I, that's an inc- incredibly harsh, but it would be more reasonable. And it would actually be something that might affect him. You know, like, does a year. What number of suspension or expulsion do you think Will Smith starts to actually give a shit? Any? Does he care? Not that he, you know, I mean, he's got his Oscar and he's a multi-zillionaire, so how much can he care? He, it's not like it would keep him from working. He, no, he does have an Oscar project or three on his on his schedule coming up. Ones for Apple TV Plus that he I, I, seemingly wants to build up for them. It's a, a emancipation. So I think he wants his projects to do well at the Oscars in the future. He would have the moment of introducing the best actress next year, you know, by, by traditional standards, even though Francis McDormand didn't come this year, it's not always something mm-hmm. that happens, but yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to be there next year. Let's all be honest. He, he'll at least get suspended for a year. And he, if you get to five or 10 years, now you're getting more severe in the punishment. I don't, I don't know if it should be that severe, even though it's, it's a, it's a, it's a event where the profile of it just makes it exponentially sure. worse. Obviously, and these are these are role models. Like you can't; <laughs> these are role models. You can't be assaulting people on. You can't right. do that. Of course. All right. So let let let's keep going. I mean, we've said. I heard somebody say. I heard somebody theorize that they're gonna uh, Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock should host together at some point. And I was like, well, that'd be <laughs> like no. that's not. I could absolutely see that happening one day down the line in the future. Host what? Host Some a commercial? The, the, <laughs> host, host the Oscars? Host the Oscars, yeah. Stop it. I, all right. I'm I mean, unless saying. it's next year. Unless it's next year. I, I mean, maybe the year after. Maybe uh, that should be the punishment. It should, Chris Rock should be asked back to host, and his monologue could just be 15 uninterrupted minutes going at Will Smith. And Will Smith has to sit there on the stage to chair. God, I don't know. I just, I just cringe at the thought. And and then they, they yeah, they, they what's his name? Paul, Logan Paul, and Jake Paul are there, and then they have to sign them up for a fight. Yeah. And in the background, there's TikTokers dancing because they're part of SAG now. That'll be the future of the Oscars uh, in our nightmares, in our yeah. wildest nightmares. But yeah. okay, that's Wednesday. On Thursday and Friday, here's when we get conflicting information based on the Academy statement that they asked Will Smith to leave. So Tuesday, uh, we have the Academy coming out and saying, hey, you know, we asked him to leave, and he said no, essentially. And then Thursday and Friday, we get this. 
Brent Lang, Matt Donnelly, Clayton Davis all reported for Variety uh, that sources close to the Academy said that Smith was was giving con- conflicting uh, requests. A quote said that on-site representative did did ask Smith to leave. What the fuck does that mean? A Dolby usher came over and said, hey, you should I probably no get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but ABC producer Will Packer pleaded with Smith to stay, something he's confirmed uh, today, and citing that Chris Rock wanted Will Smith to say, again, something that Packer confirmed today uh, in this uh, Friday Good Morning America interview where he goes in depth. There's a lot of takeaways from this interview that we we encourage you guys to go listen to it, but he goes in depth about the moment-to-moment reactions to everything there, and he does confirm kind of both sides of the conflicting reports. So all the... You know, all our journalist friends did a good job. They're just coming coming at it from various angles here, Mike. It sounded like Packer had to take on the responsibility of going to Hudson and Ruben himself and relaying Chris Rock's wishes because what Packer was telling GMA was that the cops were saying we could arrest Will Smith right now. What do you want to do? Do you want to press charges? And Rock was saying no, no, no. Right. So there's two instances where Will Smith almost got the boot. Right after the incident... Packer had the cops in his room with Chris Rock and the LAPD was going to physically arrest Will Smith in that moment. They would have. They said they were willing to do that. Chris Rock was very adamant that he did not want to make a bad situation worse. Mm -hmm. That was the quote from Will Packer. And he did not want Will Smith to be taken out uh, of the uh, ceremony. Now, later, I mean, we, we all know that this was like a half hour half hour of everybody sweat in a cold sweat yep dealing with this situation realizing it was all too real and we had a second attempt where it seemed like yes Hudson and Ruben had authorized people to escort Will Smith out of there and you're right authorized then, people give me a break yep well I'm that's my word I don't but whatever we had we well, had it was an on-site representative is the quote is the term Packer. We had Packer go to them and say, "Look, Chris Rock does not want Will Smith to leave, and and Will Packer wanted Smith to stay, and apparently they went along with that." Now, what happens is very regrettable to Will Packer. He talks about the optics of Will Smith refusing to apologize for to to Chris Rock and not making the situation better, and he he. I mean, he bemoans it. He really is upset in this interview, even though he he kind of characterizes the standing ovation in a certain way where he's like, look, it, these people have been working with Will Smith for 30 years. They're clapping for their friend, their colleague in that I moment. I don't care. I don't care. I get it's, it, and I don't care. Like, that's yeah. – Jim Carrey was outraged by this, and I guess good for him for taking that stand. But it is – in the moment, it – uh, okay, in the moment, it made a bizarre situation even more bizarre that there was no boos or outcry, and it was just like a pure moment of elation. He did get the, some boos when he when he did, went did he? up okay. to the stage. Yeah, but it was drowned out. It was right. drowned out. Maybe that's part of it. It was drowned out by the applause in that moment, and we we thought he was building up to a an apology to Chris Rock. Like, why wouldn't he end that five minute speech saying, "Chris, I'm sorry." I'm Which not he did surprised the next by day. that. I'm not surprised he I'm didn't I'm not surprised in retrospect, but in that moment. No, I was. I, I really, I, I did not expect, I mean, I was watching with my brother and my mother as well. My brother was like, oh, he didn't apologize to Chris Rock. And I, I my first reaction was an apology to Chris Rock was never coming. I just didn't expect it because he was so filled with anger and rage. If it was just the slap and that would have been it. But like you, the point you made in our last episode, the, the 
what made it truly awkward, the yelling afterwards and the, the hatred right. and the vitriol and what sealed to Will Packer that this wasn't a bit was was Will Smith, you know, exclaiming afterwards, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. I didn't see an apology coming. I just didn't. Well, what's been so triggering about this is that you have this man of a certain age who smacked somebody and who's then using religion to rationalize the situation, who's using... Mm-hmm. You know, who's rationalizing what he did. I did it because I love my family. And look at, I, I think we all can empathize and we did empathize in the moment. And we, we still do. We still do. We understand why he's angry at Chris Rock in that instance. But to cross the line and then not be, apologize for it and then be essentially in defiance of what happened the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, it's just, Whoever was talking to Will Smith, and I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not blaming Denzel or or uh, Tyler Perry or Bradley Cooper in this instance because they're just kind of putting out fires. They're trying to just talk the friend down. But who whoever talked to Will Smith and and whoever didn't say like, look, the only way out of this is you apologize to Chris Rock tonight. Like those people gotta be looking at themselves now. And maybe they did. Maybe they said, look, you have to apologize to Chris on that stage or else this is going to go terribly wrong. And maybe he refused. But if they did not not offer that advice. How about (laughs) the optics of him dancing at the party make this so much worse? An Academy sanctioned event where he's just holding the Oscar, the, the, the representative, the trinket that you give all these all your award winners. Let them know that they're the best in the class as dignified by you. And he's dancing away and he's just there's no consequences whatsoever. And you haven't said a word against him publicly or directly. It's just so much worse. We don't need the mea culpa that night. I get I get why that didn't happen, regardless of the fact that if he just apologized on the on the speech, that probably goes a long, long way to helping him. Sure. But don't go out there and dance like a, like it's the greatest celebration ever. It's the night of your life. I mean, that's the worst look possible. Yeah, you gave that up. You exchanged this being the night of your life for something as a selfish act. And and we wondered, Mike, we wondered if he pulled the punch. But Packer had something to say because he was right there when Chris Rock walked off the stage because he thought it was a bit like Mm -hmm. all all of us at the moment. And he said, did he really hit you? Uh, And Rock comes off and he jokes about it. He's like, I just took a punch from Muhammad Ali. And he was still in shock. Chris Rock, and I said I said he was the most professional man in the world on our last episode. If Chris Rock reacts in any other way, this thing is is a nightmare. Right. It's an absolute it's a nightmare. It's a, it, it, there's no coming back from it. Right. Maybe the Oscars are ruined for Right. I mean, if, if Chris, even if he, if, he, if he verbally goes at Will Smith afterwards instead of just trying to move on, if he, you know, does anything, if he doesn't read the nominees and walks off the set, and how does documentary feature go forward? Like, Chris Rock... His composure, never mind the wherewithal, to make two of the funniest jokes immediately. I just took a punch from Muhammad Ali, and this is the greatest night in the history of television. Hilarious in the in time and in retrospect, but like to keep the show going as he did, it's unfathomable. Right. The poise in that situation is is tremendous. And and I agree with you. I think I think when Will Packer says Chris Rock saved the Oscars, he's not kidding, and I don't think he's overstating it. That is no, I totally agree. 
that is something that is very ironic, though. On the other hand, if Will Smith did anything else, like we like we were saying, if Will Smith did well, this, anything yeah, else, but this, assault this him, is the craziest part of this. If Will Smith just sits there, if he just sits there and laughs and gives the fake laugh, and Jada gives her eye roll and look of disgust, and the night goes on and nothing happens, Chris Rock is eviscerated by social media. He right. is absolutely torn apart day. as the bad guy. Whether or not he knows about Jada's alopecia, he's killed by social media. Right, because it's a, it's a cruel joke. It's an insensitive joke. And, and I get aggravated. Which he may not have known about. Which, he I mean, might not have. But re- regardless. It's an Oscar, look, objectively, it's an Oscars-friendly joke, right? G.I. Jane 2 in 2022, it's a completely, especially how beautiful Jada looks with a shaved head. My God. I mean, she looks stunning with, with, the, with her hair the way it is. But... Taking alopecia out of it, can't wait to see it in G.I. Jane 2 to a bald woman in 2022 is so an inoffensive joke. Now, it becomes offensive because of the medical condition. I understand all that, but it's such a TV-friendly joke that that's why I'm sure Chris Rock was befuddled by all of this. So to, that, to me, suggests there's no possible way he could have known about Jada's condition. I don't, I agree with you. I'm guessing that he did not know, uh, or I'm deducing like you that he did not know, but... That's his ignorance. That's his fault. That's on him. That's his negligence sure. in comedy. And, and I get mad he, at comedians, Mike. Look, I get very angry at comedians. The fact that they say everything's fair game. We could say whatever the hell we want. Freedom of speech. Yep. We need freedom of speech to just uh, examine anything because that is the art. That is the that is what we do. That we can't be comedians if we don't have absolute freedom to talk about anything we want. Well, guess what? You do, essentially, but you also have the freedom to face the consequences. Well, and the we have the freedom people, to criticize. Yeah. It's and the we same can people we that can... complain about cancel culture. No, it's not cancel culture, it's accountability. It's accountability. You can't do whatever we, you want. You have to take you responsibility for it. To the society, to the audience, to everybody. And Chris Rock would have been eviscerated today if he was not slapped. If about Will Smith that does joke. anything, Mike, we talked about this in the pre-show. Like you said, if Will Smith goes up there and makes a bit out of it, if he says something into the microphone, if he pretends to slap Chris Rock and then walks away laughing, like Chris Rock is the bad guy in this situation. Yeah, no, a one hundred percent. But he did. And now he's a hero. Slap. Like oh, literally, yeah. as far as TV production goes, he's a hero. <laughs> He's a hero to the to most people, and especially to comedians. Like, I mean, there's there's been fallout from a lot of comedians that just been in. And, and look at, I think Chris Rock conducted himself really well afterwards. Also, I mean, he came onto the stage Wednesday night. He makes a funny joke about like, oh, how's your How weekend? Your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> to his audience on Wednesday night, and then he says, "Look, it, I'm still processing what happened." I'm going to make jokes about it. I'm going to be, get serious about it. I'm going to do both. We're not going to talk about it here and now. At the Oscar parties that he had to attend that night, Chris Rock apologized to Wanda Sykes. And he and Wanda was like, wait, why are you apologizing? And he's like, this was supposed to be your night, you and Amy and Regina. Yeah. You're doing such a great job up there. I'm so sorry. Now this is going to be what everybody talks about is essentially what rock said. Theo Vaughn of all people had an insight too. I, I forget exactly what he said, but Theo Vaughn apparently went to the Oscars as a guest of David Spades. And mm-hmm. so David Spade and Chris Rock are obviously very close. So he had an interaction with Chris Rock at one of the after parties and he was talking with him and Chris Rock was just as like bewildered and stunned and couldn't believe what happened as the rest of us were. Um, but yeah, I mean, good, good on Chris Rock for the entirety of this situation, which is just, it's, well, it, it, this is so baffling. 
the entirety of the reaction to this situation. Because again, I still think the joke was in poor taste, and just write a better joke. Because because that's something else we learned throughout the week, Mike. He went off script Shot for from the, the joke. Yeah, but it's again, I say it's Chris Rock, and he would have suffered the backlash. And you know what? He would have been fine because it's Chris fine. Rock. <laughs> right. It would have been tis tis. It would have been how you know. He would have been the twenty four hours backlash. Right. Maybe. And it would have been a minor backlash, right. unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately for, for everybody, because I, I I know people with alopecia are sensitive. We're both losing our hair. We're sensitive about it, for Christ's somebody sake. On somebody on TikTok. Somebody on TikTok, Mike. On Sunday night, I was looking at TikTok, and somebody with alopecia, <laughs> he goes, I just, he came across my For You page, and he, he looks into the camera, and he goes, I suffer from alopecia. That was the kindest alopecia joke I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it, it, it was. It was a kind of a Oscar It was a joke, joke straight like out of 1997. Why do you make that? I mean, he's I mean, Will Packer said it. He's going off the cuff. He's freelancing. You make it because it's Chris Rock. And you suffer Chris the consequences Rock. with what you say in this day and age. And right. he would have, like you said, and that would have been it. Well, I'll go back to the Lucas Brothers one more time where they said every comedian should post a Will Smith joke in solidarity with Chris Rock. I'm not, but every other comedian should. <laughs> I really laughed at that. <laughs> because, yeah, now this is going to be joked about. Like, our, We can't help but joke about this. Otherwise, we're going to cry about this, right? Chris because, Rock joked about I mean, this yeah. is this is the natural inclination. Like, and I'm not, God forbid, yeah, I'm not comparing myself and my comedic chops to Chris Rock. But like, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who when you get in an uncomfortable situation, your defense mechanism, your your default is to just make jokes about it because you don't want to live and revel in the uncomfortableness. Yeah. We're the same way. I mean, this is, you know, we've been joking about this since Sunday, but we also bring the gravitas to it. We realize this is a horrible, horrible situation that happened. Yeah, and I think we're going to probably take it from just about every angle throughout the next however many years. Like, this is going to reverberate for years. We are going to analyze the next three Oscar ceremonies with not just this punchline in the back of our minds, but this is going to be hanging over the Oscars the same way Moonlight, uh, the same way the, the botched envelope was hanging over the Oscars for a while. This is a problem. The same way Oscar is so white, like all these controversies. And I know the false equivalencies drive people mad. And I know a lot of black friends and coworkers are frustrated with the white outrage here. I'm frustrated with it too. White people shut up. Yeah, please. Shut us. up. <laughs> we understand <laughs> yeah, the no, irony. It, we it, understand it, the irony of it. <laughs> but we're not, we're not out here just decrying all the outrage. Like, like, like some people, it just drives me nuts. Especially when you look at all these surveys and it's like 17 white people. Just saying, I I would get, get ouster him, cancel him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jesus, go away. Yeah. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I stand. I just like I get why they're frustrated. Uh, Ironically, you should follow Don Hudson and Dave Rubin's lead and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> to come for a circle. Jesus. Like again, if you can't laugh, you got you go cry at this. Like this is what we do. We do this year round. We want to talk about the winners and losers, right. which we're gonna end this show with. And we can't even do that because we're talking about this nonsense. And we will for the next year. We have to. Let's recap uh, again why Hudson and Rubin are in the. Uh, to, yeah, before I get into this, Mike, have you seen a lot of people coming for them? No, not really. I, I don't haven't think either. People, I don't think people know to come. I that. agree. You know, I that, agree. And that's, you know, something else about Will Packer, the fact that he's out in front of yep. this immediately. 
you know, it's something commendable for him, the fact that he's so upset about it as well, and the fact that he's admitting things he did wrong and did right mm-hmm. and seems self-reflexive. Well, that would be, I mean, that would be my very first act. I mean, you know, barring some new information coming out where something, the perspective on Will Packer changes, but as if we're to believe everything he says, and thus far we have no reason not to, I would immediately ask him back to produce next year's show. Right, but... Don Hudson and Ruben, they're ahead of a group that's, yes, in the one, in, on one hand, their statements do acknowledge the fact that they wish they handle it differently, that they have regrets, but we don't see the human face on it. Like, you don't I would get, like you know, to, you don't get, you don't get to say you, you have regrets for one sentence and then get people saying, well, you right. know, they, they admitted they were wrong. Right. No, Will Packer understands. Yeah. He understands the news cycle. He understands everything. These guys don't. The, the leadership of the academy, just like they haven't throughout the year, like we've said, they're clueless. Yep. You've, you've made that point very clear. They're clueless about how to fix this thing. About everything. They're clueless about so many things, and le- not least of which. So here's, we, here's what Hudson and Ruben have in moments of crisis. They either did or did not ask Will Smith to leave. Regardless of whether they did, they didn't get on the same page as the man they picked to produce the show in Packer, who seemingly went to speak, speak to Smith on his own, without guidance from either anyone at the academy. Then they let Smith speak for longer than any other acceptee yeah. and watched as he was repeatedly cut to for reaction shots. As we hear today, as we realize today, who's in charge? It's not necessarily them. It's, it's ABC. Their sh- I don't care about that. It's their show. But that's- ABC, I mean, ABC pays them. Is in, unless ABC has a, an overlord standing over pa- uh, Hudson and, and Ruben's shoulders and they have to clear everything with them, it's the I- Academy show. Look, I agree, but they've also been railroaded very obviously by the whims and the, the, the desires of ABC. They've, they've come and they've negotiated and et cetera, and they're outgoing leaders, as we know. And they just don't have a lot of power. And they didn't have a lot of power at that moment. They lost the power struggle in that moment to, to who? a producer, a temporary producer of maybe, the show. Maybe. We don't even know that they were in contact with them. It sounds like Packer went to them. Well, like, you could be lost. proactive they, about we, this shit. We know they lost based on what happened, though, right? I mean, that's the... Yeah, I, I don't know that they lost. I don't... I, like, they, I guess my they, point is they weren't involved. Well, that's the thing. They either lost a power struggle or they stepped back. Right. And they were cowardly, I guess, mm-hmm. in that moment. If they thought strongly about something, they, their minds were changed, I guess, is the best way to characterize them. If they, if Will Packer changed their minds and, and ABC changed their minds and whoever, the publicists of Will Smith changed their minds, that's probably the best way we can characterize them today. Right. I mean, and, and why are they listening to those people instead of Greg? I mean, unless they, they all are going to come out, which I think might be the play anyway, is that you'll get this thing that we were honoring Chris Rock's wishes. Yeah, we got to hear from them now. This is the crazy part. Like, it's, this been story, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. We've gotten, what, two two tweets and a press release? And it took you until the third one of those to, to mention Will Smith by name? We got a, a, yeah, the press release is also that letter to the Academy. And then, yeah, we've gotten inside reporting, which has been awesome, but we we don't like that's the thing. Everybody's out for blood. Like we want we want to get to the bottom of what did they know, when did they know it, what yeah. did they say, what did they what did they want done, and they're just not going to be that transparent here. They're not going to be transparent. Well, at I for all. one, they're not going to tell. Shocked that the academy is not going to be transparent about what <laughs> happened on yet. Oscar's night. 
<laughs> Shocking, right? I don't understand how, how are you, I guess, yeah, I mean, the Academy's been viewed, I'm having an inner monologue now, so this is why I'm not saying any sentences completely and I just sound like a crazy person. The Academy is viewed as this antiquated, out-of-touch body that's like becoming more and more separated from the common folk of society anyway. And I think the entire room giving Will Smith a standing ovation feeds into that narrative. I think Don Hudson and Dave Rubin's actions feed into that narrative. I think wanting to shelter and hide and not be so transparent in a day and an age in which everything has transparency because of social media feeds into that narrative. So you're doing, you have to see, and this is again, a leader of this academy, a leader of this organization has to see that that's doing more harm than good. I agree with you if all of that is true, the way you color it is true. I'm not so sure that they didn't just lose a power struggle. Like, we don't know what happened in, in those rooms. I mean, they're they're probably in communication in some way, shape, or form. We know they're in communication at some point with, then say the, that. with ABC. Yeah, then come out and say that. Well, they're going to tell their bosses, they're going to throw their bosses under the bus as they're outgoing. No, Leaders? but they can say we came to a collective decision with the producer, Will Packer, and decided, like, you could, I mean, come on. These are b- millionaires that have been in charge of companies their entire lives. These aren't, well, like, neophytes. It's not you and me crafting a fucking press release. You know, <laughs> like, these are people who know that you can shade things and use words to color things to make it right. look a certain way. They could have gotten on the same page and came out together and talked about exactly. it. Exactly. And that's not what happened. So there's clearly some disagreement, right? But on the other hand, it's just incompetence. On the other hand, there's ABC taking an ABC producer, ABC hired producer, and giving him a huge platform to tell his side of the story first. And the Academy, again, this is why I have issues with Disney and ABC. Like, they're not doing what's best for the Oscars. They're doing what's best for ABC. That's what we confirm with Feinberg in our interviews, what we confirm with Eric Weber and all the insiders that we've been talking to. Like, it's not what's best for the Oscars here. Well, that's the power struggle. That's the power struggle they may be losing is that if they get all this money and we had Scott on our show saying that the Academy lives basically off of the money they get from ABC and only that. So if ABC is telling them behind the scenes, hey, just STFU for a while and don't be seen and don't be heard and don't say anything to Don Hudson and Dave Rubin. I still think that's cowardice, especially if you are an outgoing. You're on your last term. What do you care? What ABC saying to you, but you don't want to ruffle feathers in the corporate world, I guess. They got to work in, I mean, he's a casting director and she's a corporate, you know, CEO in this regard. And yeah, they probably want to keep working. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's the crazy thing is we can't know what's going on behind the scenes and we'll never know, but it's funny how some things are being reported and, and, and explained and and many other things are not and that's that's what's so frustrating right now and they might be getting thrown under the bus wouldn't it be funny if in response to this like next week they're like hey we decided we're going to release the voting (laughs) like look over here everybody never mind what happened with the slap and what we are aren't doing here's the voting for the oscars for 2022 lose credibility yet again I mean, that I, I, I don't think there is any. I don't think there's any credibility, there's no credibility left with them. I don't think there's credibility left in the academy. I mean, I understand the standing ovation to me is is the most detached part of this too. I mean, I, I've seen people in leadership positions that aren't fit to be in leadership positions and fail on a grand scale before. I, I that whole room standing, and I understand it was view. It was a support thing, and yeah, most of them know Will Smith. You got to have some wherewithal. You got to have a sense of the moment and be like this 
probably isn't playing well in middle America. Never I mind. probably shouldn't middle be seen. Yeah, well, yeah, right. I, I probably shouldn't be seen standing and hooting and hollering for this guy right now. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make a ton of sense. Even though I will say again on the night I was confused by the speech, but beyond all that, there was just so much tangible improvement to the show coming off the pandemic with the ratings going up, with the with the level of movies that are being awarded, with the diversity and the inclusion standards and practices that are actually showing uh showing results in terms of a better set of nominees, a more inclusive and representative group of nominees, uh, you know, CODA setting, making mm-hmm. history for the deaf community on the night. And we have all these good things that we want to celebrate. Like, I th- again, I still think, like, people can watch CODA, and that's good for the Oscars as a brand. And again, you, you want to say that it's not the the cinephiles, the techni- technicians' film move, uh, film. That's fine. I get that, even though I'd, I'd make an argument with you to a certain degree. That's a feel-good movie that, that is well-made, well-written, great performances, best ensemble. You're going to come away watching that film and saying, Oscars Best Pictures, I want to watch more nominees. I want to watch more Best Picture winners. I want to be more involved with the Oscars because it's, it's one of those movies. Yeah. It, and it, the Power of the Dog would have not have been one of those movies. It no. would have been even though it would have been a, a a film that meant something to a lot of people and still does and still will. Yeah, well, that should be the main story, too. CODA should be the main... I, I guess there's two ways to look about it, is that if CODA is the main story, are you really having people talk about the Oscars at all? Well, certainly not to the extent that they're it's talking about it now. It's, it's a good story. It's a great, good story. It's a feel-good story, yeah. And maybe there's a spike a hidden rating spike for the sensationalism of what happened this year. Well, you have here show. Like 600,000 people tuned in to the Will Smith speech alone. Yeah, but I they're mean, that not going to, this is not going to become Jerry Springer or the WWE. This is not, they're not going for sensationalist viral moments every year. Are they? Is that what we're getting towards? Like we understand that well, they want next viral year's moments, Oscars, but not, a, not those not like violence. that. No, not like that. So, I mean, the ratings went up to 17.7 million at the highest point of the, of the show, which is awesome. All right. In terms of improvement going up from 9.8 and, and thank everybody involved. They did their jobs. They got this up even higher than we thought they would. So this was a win for the Academy on the night that the, again, I still argue the films are a win. The four actors, the, uh, we wanted to see them win. We wanted to see that movie win. Uh, the Power of the Dog was still honored. It's a win for streaming, obviously, which is the way most people are watching movies mm-hmm. now, which, again, it's unfortunate. It's a whole other can of worms that we're upset about to a degree. But it's a win. It's a win for them. And it's snatched defeat from the jaws of victory because somebody does handles themselves in a certain way. And then, of course, nobody handles the situation correctly. Nobody. Can I? Except for maybe Chris Rock. <laughs> well, yeah, ironically. Can I Can I zag, though, in saying this is a total win otherwise? Because I, I, I agree it's positive news, especially what it, could, what it could have been, but it's still not 20 million viewers. And I think it's, I mean, you're awarding streaming movies. This is, this should be a wake-up call to the account. Get off of cable. Well, but they don't care about that. They don't care because, I mean, the Academy, I'm sure, cares. The Academy, I'm sure, is monitoring the Hulu numbers right now because Oscars are on Hulu the day later. The day Everybody later, can watch yeah. that show. And I'm sure they're going to say, hey, 
X millions of people right, watch the million show. Twenty-five million total. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. You know, this. These are your after-the-fact numbers. Imagine if we did aired it so, live. Yeah, on... So exactly. So go live on a streamer. Do something. Embrace streaming. You got to start ABC, transitioning from cable. ABC has the deal with the Oscars, and ABC wants to prop up ABC. It's that simple. I mean, it's not. It has nothing to do with the Overlord. It's. It has. I mean, the Overlord probably. Uh, Disney probably wants ABC to keep staying strong because they want that revenue stream as strong. And the revenue stream says, "Here's what strengthens it. It's live TV at events like this. It's sports and it's, you know, live TV. Which it, okay. again, it did but better. But what you're doing is still not getting in half of the audience that you had not even ten years ago." Correct. So you that audience can to, be found again. You to, you to streaming to build that up. Then you know what I mean. Like right. I, I mean, agree. Scott was exactly. This should be March Madness. This should be. This should be. You know the 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 World Cup seating announcements. Or the group announcements. This should be. You can use streaming to get more people interested in the Oscars. This should be a wake up call. You can't. But, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and you never <laughs> went over eighteen million viewers. Disney doesn't necessarily care about putting the Oscars live on Hulu because it doesn't get subscribers or it's not proven to get subscribers. They don't know what the hell got subscribers, you know, a year ago, right? Now they're starting to figure out what what's working, what's not, and they now know that what gets subscribers is exclusive content, obvious, I guess in retrospect or and certainly TV series which seems to be carrying the day, the moon night, etc. They that's what they know Disney Plus needs and Hulu needs, etc. Is the Oscars as a non-exclusive event on Hulu going to get them x amount of million more subs and make it worthwhile to Disney to make it non-exclusive for ABC? No, they're weighing no, things and they're saying it's more it important than ABC. If you want to keep it exclusive to cable, that's fine. I, I actually agree with your argument. I, I think it's stupid and short-sighted on Disney's part. And but, it hurt. I, it kills it. the Oscars brand. Right. It kills the but, Academy. But, no, but, that's, the but that, that, it kills the Oscars brand is my Bleeding whole problem. Them. Like, you, yep. you cannot do that. You can use streaming and other avenues or use programming time during the year to hype up getting more people into the freaking cable box on Oscars night. Like it's not an impossibility guaranteed. And this might be naive, but I believe in it. If you made the Oscars available on all the streaming services and just a a couple of big ones, right? If it was available on Netflix, if it was available on YouTube live with the ads, everything with the ads, and it wasn't exclusively on ABC, you'd get 40 million again. Could the, you imagine if you went to the, the audiences, Netflix you'd get would to make up if the Oscars were on Netflix? Could you imagine the fake numbers we'd be seeing right now on social media <laughs> everywhere? But you, never mind Netflix. If it was on YouTube available to, for everybody, it would have gotten bigger there's numbers. An, like, put it on your ABC YouTube channel, for Christ's sake. Hmm. Like, there's a revenue stream that'll go right yeah. into ABC's pocket. They want it for ABC, the cable network. Because that's how do you not have behind the scenes stuff go? WWE had behind the scenes stuff going on in their app between commercial breaks. Once upon a time, how does ABC not have that going on at the? Well, Oscar? they do got stuff. They do got exclusive content, red carpet stuff on. I mean, on YouTube, they have it on their YouTube. They're, not, they're, they're doing a piss poor job of right. uh, advertising that. They have I don't it on know their social it. media, but you're right. But they they have certain stuff, but it's it's the scraps. It's not the. ABC has the $100 million deal or the billion dollar deal for 10 years 
with the Academy to broadcast the Oscars on Channel 7 or whatever your ABC channel is. That's the bottom line. Then ABC should do stuff throughout the year to hype up the Oscars. They're doing a disservice to their own brand. They do to an extent, but you're right. They don't work it the way they should work it. It's not It's not happening. And, and they're not... The, the you know the rating share of the the key demographics obviously not working because that demographic is not on i keep saying obviously like this should all be obvious it really should mike but the the demographics not on i mean they've cut the cord you've said it a hundred times we've all we all know it they're not there so it's yes the Oscars are available on Hulu live TV but it's essentially cable it's the same thing it's a seventy dollars right, a right. week uh, or a hundred dollars. I think it's a hundred and five dollars. I almost did it a couple times, cut the cord and went that. But it's the same thing as you know, cable, just a little cheaper, and not you can't get the sports you want to get or whatever. So, my God, I just I get very very frustrated with this whole situation, and that's where I'm. We were pleading with Scott and and questioning him, like, can they get out of this deal? Can the Academy get out of this deal with ABC? Well, so a, mi- that they yeah, can a build middling number again? like this, where it is a regression to the meme and probably a little better than what the Academy or ABC expected it to do, is maybe the worst thing that could happen for both sides. Because now there is going to be false up. Okay, we we can do this. We can, you know, all we have to do is keep keep the course, and they'll come back. And that's yeah, not the gonna problem. Happen. Is like who's tuning in next year? Exactly. Are they? you know, set up for failure, future failure in the long term and disappointment because they're trying to tune into the Oscars to get the salacious, whatever reality TV fix, or is it because they want to celebrate the movies and their movie, their cinephiles. And that's, what's the the most frustrating things for guys like us. We want to cover the, the industry and the films and the, I mean, you know, we, we get excited sometimes about these stories and this has been a rush to cover to a degree, but it's not what we want to do. It's not what I want to do. I'll be honest. I don't want. I don't really want to be talking about this for the next five years. I don't. Well, I got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the graphic going around? Speaking of professional wrestling, with WrestleMania weekend upon us now, perfect timing. But did you see the graphic going around of Chris Rock versus Will Smith and WrestleMania in the background as a logo with Denzel on a referee shirt? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's like we're reducing and it's not just about the prestige of it, Mike, but yeah, we're reducing this show into, you know, some nonsense. I just It, I it is an interesting inflection point as to what happens next, because like the, the, things are going to change going forward with the Oscars. They, they, they have to because they can't afford to have something like this ever happen again. So there's going to be changes in that direction. But now it's going to be, well, do we think it's, you know, do we want to have those people that tuned in and look at these numbers? And is this the type of, do we want something more salacious? Or do we go back to being more for film nerds and then we know what those numbers are going to be? If we stay, if we play to the film nerd crowd, we're still going to dip below 15 million probably in the next time around. It, yeah. it, it, you know, we're at a an interesting point in history for the Academy, and it was all brought by Will Smith's right hand. Yes, however, I, I wonder if you're overstating it to a degree because ultimately, the audience is elsewhere. the The most of the audience is elsewhere, and this situation with the ratings is so fixable, based on what we've been saying. You got to put this on streaming. You got to go to the audience. It's that simple. And ABC is not willing to do that because they're looking out for ABC. And we get why, but 
it's I don't know. I'm I'm at a loss for words. I just think it's at this point the academy is not doing what's right for the academy, and they got a billion reasons why that they're being bled. The Oscars are being bled in this way, right? The uh, I think the academy is not doing right for the academy. Could be the logo for the leadership of the academy and the academy in general the last few years especially and it's a shame because they've done some good stuff like the diversity initiative was a good thing but the diversity initiative happens as a reaction to the oscars so white thing happened you know like it's all been reactionary right yeah. exactly it's, after it's, the fact right. to, to cleaning up messes just not doing the right thing for the right thing's sake it's you know backpedaling off of a scandal mm-hmm. that's what it takes that's what it takes to you know, fix a lot of these things. So that that's that's what's disheartening. I, I mean, it, I guess it's better than not fixing them. I, look, I, I'll, I'll leave us on some heartening moments, though. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's shout out some history-making winners. Obviously, Coda, uh, first streamer to win Best Picture, first Best Picture winner from Sundance, first Best Picture featuring uh, majoritively uh, deaf cast, and that's tremendous. We we knew that coming in. Ariana DeBose first openly openly lbgtq plus woman of color to take home an academy award first afro-latina troy kotzer first male deaf supporting actor or academy award winner in general riz ahmed first muslim to win a live action short drive my car only the second japanese film jane campion third woman to ever win best director first time it happened back to back even the will smith win is he's only the fifth african-american actor to lead uh to win lead this is big news. This is important stuff. Yeah, and it, like it's all the other winners, trend. yeah, it, it, it's what sickens me most about what happened and what we are talking about because, like all the other winners on Oscars night, they're not getting their proper due. Questlove's not getting his proper shine. Uh, the Will Smith stat, the Riz Ahmed stat, the, you know, the, the even Jane Campion stat, they're not getting their proper shine. Uh, Jessica Chastain's speech, not getting its proper shine. It's sad. But there is hope. I mean, uh, this is what we should be talking about. This is the stuff that we should be shining a light on. And and we will. We will. We'll keep coming back to this, even though we're going to very enthusiastically turn the page going forward, Michael, <laughs> 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 to, our year, to our 95th Oscars year in preview series, which we'll do for like the next month or so, where we go over the field of movies. It may take a couple episodes to do that. We'll eventually we'll make our 100% accurate picks. Uh, I don't think anybody's reviewing our previous picks but they they could because they'll be 100 percent accurate right i mean I, I haven't reviewed it but I'm, i assume i assume we were totally correct and if you do go back and listen one of us probably thought that will smith would slap somebody on we the probably stage, said so. it in yeah the undercurrent if you read the subtext of what we said we probably <laughs> I predicted thinking, this i was thinking i was like i'm so mad at will smith that he's making me adjust all my comedy because like most of my comedic bits about the oscars were like man wouldn't it be crazy if he just went up and slapped something like you know like and i can't say that now <laughs> yeah that's a th- we're reduced to like these you know looney tunes yeah. uh writers what about me you know think of me will please <laughs> Think of think of Mike one. I, I I can't I can't speak anymore. This is what the Oscar season did to me. We're done. Well, we're not recovered. I mean, we the last thing we needed, <laughs> you know, to be selfish for a minute and being burning the candles at both ends, and being so worn out. The last thing we needed was something like this to like have us prolong this season even more. But uh, no, yeah, we're, no, we're, this is, uh, 
this is another meltdown for me at the end of the episode. Like, yeah. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> like, I'm already talked out about it. And I'm sure more stuff will happen. Yep. But I'm, I cannot wait to turn the page. You're in preview series. It's a, you guys are big fans of it. We'll do that next. Uh, please get into the outro now, Michael. And a 28-part series about Morbius <laughs> is coming in the pipeline as well, guys. As always, what matters most to us are your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns about this episode, anything we said in it, or anything we do in the MMO Empire. You can leave us those on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you do hear podcasts. You've been listening to us on either the Apple Podcasts or Spotify apps, if you would be so kind, if you appreciate what we do, to leave us a five-star review there. Uh, those truly help us out a lot. Michael, you've uh, you've said what's coming next. How about some words of wisdom, if you have any in the brain there, and we can uh, move on from this episode? I have, I cannot feign any wisdom. <laughs> like, I'm just a broken man at the end of this episode. Uh, I do also want to shout out that we got miniseries, like Easter Eggers. So I'll just do more previewing. I, we got... <laughs> <laughs> Easter Eggers, about the films of Robert Eggers. We have not reviewed the, the Double V Vitch together yet. We've not reviewed The Lighthouse together yet. Uh, we will review those two plus The Northmen. Bing, bang, boom, one, two, three mm-hmm. episodes for Easter Eggers. And uh, we're going to do more Oscar profiles. I think uh, we're, we're circling a half dozen films that uh, we think will be Oscar contenders in one way, shape, or form coming out this spring, coming out early summer. That will continue to, you know, always do. We do these uh, movie review episodes where we just tackle one film, non-spoilers and spoilers. We got Oscar Race Checkpoints. That's our news show. That's what kind of today is. Like I said, middle of the month after the Will Smith news drops on his disciplinary hearing, we'll probably do an Oscar Race Checkpoint. Uh, otherwise, uh, we got spring film festivals that we'll cover. We got episodes of Mike, Mike, and Emmy. We got all this cool stuff that that's coming and that I cannot wait to transition to, especially with the year and preview series getting after the whole list of who's going to win next year. Hopefully we can stop being us weekly at some point soon. I agree with you. Uh, guys, Please. when reality sucks, you can come watch these movies and cut through this never-ending season with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very soon. See ya. See ya.